Episode 2 of the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition. And we have an amazing cast of peoples all around the world, as usual. We got all four of us back for the second episode. This one we're talking about, well, pirating, basically. And following up with our main topic of the day, which is the spitball of the 1988 OVA anime, Gunbuster. Gunbuster! <laughs> and we all watched it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure, five years ago or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> I watched it a bit more recently, but yeah. <laughs> I watched it like two days ago. Yeah, will be fine. I actually rewatched it yesterday myself. It's almost Good like we you. actually did research or something. It's all <laughs> God forbid I actually do any research on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got a, we, we actually have a, a, a very good segues and whatnot. I actually made an agenda for it, and we have announcements, we have shout-outs, um, a little bit of everything going. But let's begin with, instead of a little introduction of who we are again, what's everyone watching right now, like a top three, whether it's seasonal, preferably not seasonal? Joe? Oh, uh, man. I barely watch anything seasonal anyway. Still enjoying Love Tyrant and... Uh... I just kind of catch shit on the random. I rewatched Fully Cooly the other day. That's about it. Uh, I'm terrified for what that second season is going to bring because it's just IG uh, without that little Gynax flare on it. But what are you going to do? Worst case scenario, it's bad, and I just have to pretend it doesn't exist. Best case, it's good, and I can love it. I'm a little worried about the length of the show myself since the original was, what, four-episode OVA or something? Oh, it was yeah. very long. It was a six, all fit on one disc. <laughs> but they brought the pillows back, so there's not much I can complain about until I see it. Alrighty. Hickey, what do you got? I will call well, you Hickey. I won't split between any of the names anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I already well, messed up I'm... one South American in my baseball game last night. I don't need to start calling someone else by names. They don't understand. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, like I'm watching 28 shows this season, so it's kind of difficult to... To choose three and run of it, I would say I'm enjoying Love Tyrant as well. I think it's a a really funny show, although it doesn't have Weeps. a lot. Of... <laughs> Fuck you, Tori. Sorry. I'm talking. 
It's so difficult for me to talk and you interrupt me. Now I have my English so fucked up. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm also enjoying a show called Twin Angel Break, which should be for kids, I think. But it sometimes they do very serious stuff, like kids dying and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a happy surprise. It wasn't on my list. It was a late pick, and I'm I'm glad I I get to enjoy that. This so isn't this kind show of from weird. the eighties. Yeah, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of old stuff. <laughs> I'm watching right now, but that's because I need to come here and talk to you guys about old stuff. What do you mean need? You want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, definitely sure. not being yeah. forced. <laughs> no, of course not. It's not like they're paying yeah. me to do that. Uh, <laughs> wait. You're not paying me to do that. <laughs> Fuck you. This season is kind of weak, so I guess those are the only two shows. I'm excited to watch every, every week. Well, there's Boku no Hero Academia, but... Eh. You dropped yeah. that. I didn't drop it. it you said you dropped better. that. I didn't say I dropped it. I said I might drop it. But well, you it, said it dropped it. You lied to me. Got, you got good. I actually just watched the. I actually watched the most recent episode today before the, before recording, and the the they always try something so emotionally like with the high inner monologue. It's very emotional. It's very sad, and then it, the ending upbeat music is always gets me. It, it's really funny because it doesn't fit the mood that we have just. <laughs> just experienced two seconds ago yeah <laughs> but jd it's a fucking tournament arc it is a tournament arc <laughs> holy well, actually, shit a motherfucking tournament arc <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i guess that's well, upon recording this uh yeah the, the spring season essentially is at its last couple weeks yeah so can't wait yeah, for Tori, what you got well uh, for me, I'm not really excited for anything. It's mostly sequels, so, you know, stuff that's been mentioned. My Hero Academia. I do still like Attack on Titan, and, uh... My other favorite from this season is, uh... The Eccentric Family. If I were to pick something that wasn't seasonal, it would probably be, like, uh... A short that I watched yesterday, like... Furico, for example. That was mm-hmm. really good. Four minutes. A really good four minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, you were watching a lot of shorts the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. A lot of old shorts, too. Uh, two old shorts uh, from around the 80s. Uh, Neo Tokyo was one of them, which is by the director of uh, Akira. I made, like, a little three-episode uh, shorts. Pretty interesting. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a really important series. Akira. And the other one, yeah, no. and the other one was called uh, Jumping, which is by uh, Osamu Tezuka, who basically just uh, sh- basically shows somebody, uh, maybe, you know what I mean, yeah? <laughs> Uh, who uh, basically showcases like it's a it showcases a first person perspective of somebody basically just jumping through the city they live in and to other countries and eventually into the ocean and whatnot and just like you essentially just get like a snippet like a couple of seconds of interest of like uh, seeing somebody else's life and what they go through like you literally just land in front of somebody and then jump jump over to the next next one kind of interesting well then yeah so how are you I'm de- doing, I'm definitely, interest- I'm definitely <laughs> interested in Neo-, Neo Tokyo, after you kept talking about it. Um, the second one was definitely my favorite out of those three. <laughs> that death race. <laughs> <laughs> you have my attention. 
<laughs> I've been finishing up season two of Kuroko no Basuke. Finally. Nice basketball <laughs> anime. Part God. of the part of a certain community watch, and now we're on the next one, which is Kimi no Todoke, which I'm calling No Toad. <laughs> <laughs> and Tori's watching that as well. Yeah. From my X to your Y. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the art style's a little bit weird, but I think that's okay since it's comedy. Not really, not against it at all. It's just a little bit jarring at first. It's much better than the other choices. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't watch well. this show. I tried like two times already, and I just can't. I can't sit and watch it. Uh. <laughs> I believe that's what happens when you're bored. <laughs> it's it's not only bored. It's my my stomach doesn't feel happy. It actually makes me want to puke or something. It's probably nice. because of the colors and stuff. It's not doing well for my health. <laughs> <laughs> there, in there, case there, you guys didn't know, guys. Brazil's still in black and white, so he doesn't really know how to how to use colors. Yeah, I, yeah, I can do it <laughs> with colors. Uh, but here you have it, guys. Uh, anime is dangerous for your health. Stay away. <laughs> Look, we literally call this guy Hickey. I mean, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kinda. <laughs> I'm healthy True. most of the time. Most of the time, yeah, sure. And the other one I'm I'm watching right now is uh, Prince of Tennis. Just in my free time again, uh, I had never seen the series in English or in even subtitled. I've only seen it in German, and the English dub was atrocious, so I had to stop and went back to German. So I like it. I like Prince of Tennis. It's nothing too special, but it's definitely entertaining. For a sports anime, yeah, I'd love to watch an anime, anime. dubbed in, dubbed in German. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much yeah. German around you in Brazil. I mean, you know, you might, yeah, I know. You might pick some stuff up. But I should. Well, I mean, German. that's what happens when the whole country just obliterates another country in a World Cup. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you're con well my mm -hmm. country is full of germans but that's what's happened when you fuck up so bad in a world war that you can win and then your own people need to you know find a better place to live you shit <laughs> i believe they just needed to hightail it out of there yeah they also need to hide yes most of them it was it was all part of the long game to beat brazil at home in the world cup yeah <laughs> that's a long game that's a long <laughs> shitty <laughs> game to play Next up is Argentina. <laughs> Can we start talking about teams that are a threat, though, instead? No. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. See you in Russia, then. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny you bring up Russia. <laughs> we actually got a comment... <laughs> on our on on the on YouTube where the 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 episodes posted over episode one and Joe here hi made a I huge ate a bag of blunder. dicks <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he said the the mangaka of Silent Voice was the same as Welcome to the Ballroom uh, yeah yep just like the mangaka for Silent Voice is the same as the one who makes my One Piece you know Andy Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll eat a bag of dicks on it. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, the mistakes do happen. Got caught by the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no mistakes do happen. There are times where you're probably gonna mess up on something. 
Oh no, so, I, I'm certain I'm gonna fuck up again. Don't you worry, I'll eat another yeah. bag of dicks in due time. Sure, so if you do catch <laughs> us on saying something wrong, sure, point it out. That's fine. Point it out, because then it gives us free free reign to make fun of our own hosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what we do, anyways. Well, I mean, uh, we, didn't need, we didn't need more artillery for it, but, you know. <laughs> well, we'll definitely nice. come back to the YouTube page in a second here. Uh, I did want to have a couple shout-outs to a couple other podcasts that, that are pretty uh, recently started as well. One is, we know personally from a Discord channel, uh, Meowth900 has her own podcast now called Something Something Podcast. You can find it on iTunes, and I believe it's also on Google, Google Play. Uh, it's it's kind of this uh, water cooler type talk of, of what they uh, watch and read on a weekly basis, and they get, they just go through on what, what they like. It's 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 relaxing to say the least. I quite I quite enjoy it, especially for a car ride. That's that's my recommendation to it. And then my other one is actually a kind of a mixture of a video game movie podcast uh, from one of my Australian friends. Uh, he does the what's called the Ultimate Awesomeness podcast. And you can find that on his YouTube page at ben, Benji James. So he plans on uh, editing it. He does post on his Facebook page of the same name. And then it'll be up on YouTube at a later date after he goes through and edits a lot of the things out. You know, make it sound more professional than that. He's a longtime YouTuber, good guy. Uh, it's, it's also really funny, and he's very vocal. So, Joe, it's probably something you'd be interested in. And I know a couple other people that we're in contact with might be interested in him as well. You want to uh, throw the links in the description? I will uh, for sure throw them in there uh, on where you can find our podcast. I will definitely throw it on the description for the episodes. So All right. uh, you can find us, this amazing Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition podcast at iTunes. Google in every Play, country besides. Vidme <laughs> and YouTube. However, there's a catch to YouTube. We were blocked in five countries. The United States, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. I had to go I had to go in and edit just weird stuff out. There was you know, the intro sequence we like having whatever anime uh, we're we're gonna spitball slash review slash talk about uh, as the intro music and YouTube doesn't like that. So for some reason it was blocked in those specific five countries, even though the music's public domain. <laughs> From now on, let's just make everything Eurobeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the for for all the sake and purposes, the YouTube edition of the podcast won't have intro music or outro mo most likely. That's okay. If you want if you want to have that extra little bit, there's four other places to find find the uh, podcast. Now then, a couple great announcements. That I think we all are happy about. Attack on Titan got a season three announcement for next year in 2018. Yeah. Whether or not it happens. Doesn't care. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> yeah. nah, I'm, well, I'm happy I'm, for I'm, it. I am. I'm personally a fan of the show, so any Same. announcement is better than no announcement. True. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for the fans of the show, but I'm I'm not watching season two, and I won't be watching season three because I'm kind of lost the hype. I don't know. I just don't feel like watching anymore. I'm a manga reader for Attack on Titan, so I usually catch it when the series is done and I watch the whole thing in a sitting. So you're I more of the binge-watching type. Yeah, it's like I got started in the 90s or something. <laughs> One VHS Never. at a time. Never. <laughs> oh, God, Whether no. it was library or blockbuster, let's go. 
<laughs> the hell's a blockbuster? I was born in 93, man. Come on. <laughs> Blockbusters did exist. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not that Hollywood, old. Hollywood videos and family videos. <laughs> Hollywood videos where it's at. Well, it's funny. We, okay, so that's a great place to segue into our our topic that we wanted to, to kind of bitch about. And that's the availability in other countries and how we can gain access to anime. And it, it's it's become a, a, a it's become an issue throughout the world. Uh, people are upset that pirating is hurting anime, but when it comes down to it, is do we even have access to it in the first place? Are you even so, part of the original market? Could you even get it if you tried? Right, and yeah. being that three out of four of us don't live in the United States. And oh, Joe, even sorry. though you live in the United States, there's, <laughs> yeah, true fact, right? We we all have our different obstacles we have to take in order mm. to find this this entertainment medium. If that's okay, if I say it like that, uh, just just how how do we gain access? And I'd like to first start off with TV channels, because there is TV. Like in America, it was Toonami. It came back, and that's really the. I know there's an anime network channel. But you have to have crazy satellite TV to get that. A few years back, we used to have uh, the Funimation channel. I'm pretty sure that went away. Uh, I personally don't have cable. I do everything through Hulu, Netflix, Crunchyroll, well, VRV or whatever, because I can just get Funimation and Crunchyroll through one service. Uh, and then anything I can't find there, basically I pirate. I mean, if I can't find it, I don't have access to it. It's not like I'm not going to watch it. And if I like it, chances are I'll buy it. Or I'll buy something from it. Yeah. But being American, I have the most access out of everyone here, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Outside yeah, of, you easily, know, living in Japan. The best access. Well, true. yeah, outside of Japan, right. But I mean, <laughs> um, when you look at, talking about TV channels, right, that's kind of why, why you guys do have stuff. Like, for example, like you said, Toonami. Where you can watch stuff on. For us, it's like, we don't have anything. The only exception to that is, of course... I can go to Cartoon Network and I can catch the occasional episode of Yokai Watch. That is about it. (laughs) (laughs) And no, I do not watch Yokai Watch. That's that's the same problem I have. Uh, We used to have Toonami as well, but it got cancelled and never came back. Uh, Oh, not even the new one? Not even the new one. Uh, In the the year 2004, there was a channel called Animax, which you... Uh, show anime like basically 24-7 guess what what happened to it 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 got like cancelled as well Uh, so nowadays we don't have anything I think only four anime that are on TV two in Cartoon Network and the other two I don't know where they are which is basically Dragon Ball Pokemon uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade I guess you guys don't still lines. have Saint Seiya? <laughs> Saint Seiya was was really really f- like famous around the 2000s. I remember watching it on like three channels on TV. Doesn't need to have cable to have access to that. But I guess if you want me to go into history of the anime <laughs> industry in Brazil, uh, some s- bad stuff happened and they just stopped showing uh, anime on TV. And people lost interest in it, never came back, although we have a market to that. 
You know, it's funny you actually bring up Animax, because when I lived in Germany, that was actually, uh, Animax had a block on a couple different TV channels, and it would always be in kind of a rotation. Um, and those, though, the, the shows that were on Animax were exactly what you mentioned. It was, it was more towards, uh, the lower, lower aged kids, you know, the Beyblades, the Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Um, when I was there, I was there in 2005. Yeah, but our anim Animax had some kind of good anime, like good dubs. We had Death Note, the original Fullmetal Alchemist, uh, Bleach, Naruto, those kind of shows. And today we have another uh, another channel on cable that kind of bought those animes, and they keep going. Like it's called, I think, Play TV or something like that. I can go on this channel and watch the original original dub for Death Note if I want to, but the quality is so bad. It's so bad, so oh. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. Looks like well, when I was there, the, there was one other channel uh, I wanted to bring up in in Germany. It was called RTL Spy. I had to, I had to look this up to try to remember what it was I was watching again and go okay, two thousand five anime channel Deutschland, uh, it, but it was RTL two RTL Spy, and that channel alone helped me actually learn German, but. Well, the only shows that were generally on there were Prince of Tennis, a uh, a soccer one that I can't remember, One Piece, Subasa. Probably Subasa. It, it was probably Subasa, but I, I didn't, I wasn't able. To... I think that was before I came home from school, but it was definitely on. I would always catch like the end of the episode, and then Prince of Tennis would come on, and then followed by One Piece and Inuyasha, and then Detective Conan was also on there as well. So that's kind of where. I got started in watching a lot of those shows was it helped me learn German and it was very good. Now, after a while, you get kind of tired watching the same three, four shows. And that's where TV is is limited, in my opinion. Because yeah. after how long do you then get tired of watching that stuff? And then you mm -hmm. want to expand your you want to expand a genre it's like you don't want to watch the same four movies or tv shows over over and over again you so what do you do you go to a blockbuster or at the time it was blockbuster or you go to a store that sells dvds and now blu-rays are the big thing that's the new disc medium last what 10 years i would say now the new hotness at well, least where you live yeah. at least <laughs> yeah not here yeah well so where are there any stores where you guys live uh, where you'd have access to buying anime. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I can. Uh, what I can do, I have a couple options. One, I can go to my local manga store, which are they also stock a couple, uh, couple anime, Blu-rays and DVDs. But they're they're usually the big shonens. Otherwise, it's stuff like, uh, you know, stuff by big name directors such as you know Paprika by Satoshi Kon and things like that. Mm -hmm. so they have a couple and stuff like that. And what's really nice there is I have my manga card. Which basically, I if I buy eight manga, or yeah, I get the eighth free. And I oh, realized really one, cool. one time I went there, that also applies to anime. So if I buy seven manga and one anime, I get the anime for free. <laughs> that's oh, kind of nice. That's nice. That is. No. Uh, other than that, I can go to at least a couple, uh, like uh, Play.com, for example, which is a local uh, music and video store and game store, just kind of everything. They store, they store a, they have a, an anime shelf. They have a couple of anime, usually DVDs, very rarely, uh, rarely uh, any Blu-rays, but like three or so in store. And 
they have a couple on their website as well which you basically can go and pre-order from them and then they'll tell you whenever they arrive which might be never <laughs> okay so more more or less a uh one of those just random manga anime stores that open up basically yeah yeah i got the same thing here in toronto it's called harry tarantula or i go to chinatown and um there's a store there called anime extreme but the uh, the manga is fine but they charge basically U.S. dollar prices, so I'm paying like an extra two, three dollars more than if it was just straight Canadian. So I have to deal with an ex- this weird exchange rate thing, uh, and then the anime DVDs are actually quite expensive. Yeah. So what about you, Hickey and Joe? Well, what you guys got? Uh, I don't live in a big city. It's like a medium city, so I don't know if other places they have anime stores. But I don't have one. Uh, I don't. I never saw a anime blu-ray where i live well i say once i think i saw sensei a soul of gold selling on the bookstore but that was it uh blu-rays and dvds they are expensive in my country the technology is expensive in my country in like in oh general. yeah i mean what is it like a thousand dollars for a ps4 or something it's <laughs> a thousand i think one one terabyte of memory is a thousand a thousand and five hundred dollars it's the one i'll, I'll oh. be buying soon yeah, there's a lot of Brazilians here in here in uh, Toronto that come up, and they just they they also do it in the U.S. where they'll just buy a ton of iPads and Playstations and Xboxes yeah, and, and then bring them back to and, and sell to them family. for yes. half oh. the price. <laughs> yeah, and they still have a lot of money. They, they win a lot of money doing that. And like, but it's something that I discovered recently, which I can it's kind of I kind of reminded it because when I went to cons like four years ago. It's been a while since I went to a convention. They usually had a bunch of anime DVDs, and the quality was really good. There was they were bootlegs. I remember looking to a hundred, a thousand uh, of those DVDs. My friend even bought at the time he bought uh, High School of the Dead DVD, and we watched it together. It was pretty cool. The DVD, the, the quality <laughs> was actually pretty decent. And I was so talking. You were just happy with, to get anything. I, I was talking with. Joe, I think we won the invoice chat, and I'm looking yep, at me. the yeah. We're, I was looking at this huge bootleg uh, site that was selling even Blu-rays, and they were selling for like 15 bucks, where a Blu-ray disc is around a hundred bucks. So we have a big par- parallel marketing uh, to for anime. So I don't think I will ever see any anime. I won't be buying bootlegs, but it kind of, it's kind of sad to have this huge market and only having both legs being sold. Yeah, this giant yeah. market is just totally ignored. Yeah. Yeah, because I think people say Brazilians doesn't like don't like anime, so we don't need to sell it for them. I think yeah. even Nintendo doesn't even sell in South America anymore. No, they had a they had a factory on Manaus, which is in the north, but they said. We, we are not having any profit here, so let's close it. Everything is important. Yeah. Now, they want to come back. I remember mm-hmm. say, uh, looking at news, and I think they will reopen the factory, which is kind of good, but not so much because it's going to be expensive, and I don't, I don't think I will know. I know a lot of people that would buy Nintendo stuff, but that's, that's oh, games. If, if Okay, there, let's go back problem. to it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's well. It just speaks to the market in in Brazil on on just how how everything's sold there, and if 
you don't have access to it and like you said when bootlegs are the only option you, when 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 is it finally time to cave you know if it's there why wouldn't i just get it if as opposed to not ever being there yeah, and that's a <laughs> exactly. problem as well because I know the quality it has, and I kind of know these people. Those people are making those bootlegs for twenty years now. They started on VHS, went for DVDs, and now are on Blu-rays. You know, they know <laughs> what they are doing. The quality is actually pretty good, and well, it's, I, I do, I do it's know kind of sad and, to and, see and, that. Yeah, I do know the feeling in, in buying bootlegs when there's no market there because I, I grew up in in the south in texas and even lived in louisiana for a time and there's just nothing there <laughs> so i mean sure funimation is in dallas texas but houston's four and a half hours away by car <laughs> is that really feasible to go and buy a dvd or two no of course it is what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah man you need to try to get these <laughs> legally but yeah us <laughs> americans we really love driving <laughs> yeah i mean not not so much so, so Joe, you you arguably have the the best access to whether it's manga and anime. What what do you for for um for DVD and Blu-ray access? What kind of stores? Yeah, after hearing everyone's stories, it's time for me to complain. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare, don't you dare. <laughs> no, I being an American, I have a lot of I have a lot of really nice things because I'm in the same region code for Blu-rays as Japan. I'm in the same DVD region as Japan, and we get every manga that releases is pro anything that's even remotely popular is probably going to get released in America. I mean, we have Viz Media, we have uh, Funimation gets a hold of everything. Seven Seas just got a Gona Guy manga. I, I can't believe it. And that was a Devil Man. Um, everything basically that I would want is either going to be released or has been released. I have. I go to Best Buy. I have a local store called Newberry Comics, which is more of a regional store than kind of like a small mom and pop. I have, um, I go on Right Stuff, which is the online service. Uh, they ship everywhere, but their shipping is crazy outside of the U.S., to say the least. Like, JD, I think for you, you have to spend, what, $260 to even get free shipping? I have to spend 250 USD. Oh, so it's like three change. I'm can you yeah, so it's three hundred plus when oh, it's all said and done. Al that's almost a thousand dollars, a thousand reais. Holy fuck! I'm not spending that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. And that's just for that's just for right stuff. Uh, Funimation, Sentai, everyone else doesn't ship to Canada. I know the pain. Ship. I know the pain. I mean, yeah. for me, I I can go buy manga at Barnes and Noble, books a million. I can go to my music store has manga. <laughs> I can get a Very hold lucky. of it anywhere I go. So really, when it comes to access, it's not so much of a complaint. My main complaints come from me liking older shows for the most part and them being unlicensed or have been out of print for the better part of a decade, 15 years, and no yeah, one, well, there's no plan yeah, we, to remake them. Yeah, we're all them. on that same boot as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, anything older than 10 years old, it's, it's, it's tough to even find it legally anymore. Yeah. There's no other way to actually see it. So now that, that leads into streaming. And the top three I've listed here are Netflix, Crunchyroll, and Funimation. It used to be Hulu for the States, but they've recently pulled a lot of their catalog. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're getting a lot of that catalog back. 
I mean, I don't, I, it's I, not going to be the if same. If they do great, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be missing. It's not going to be near near as much as it used to be. But besides the point, you can't. You can only get Hulu in in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who here has Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Netflix? I have Crunchyroll. I have I Crunchyroll. I use my friend's account for net Netflix. I used to have a Funimation account. Uh, when Crunchyroll started in Brazil, it was really bad. There was a rumor going on that they would contract fan service to do the job and the quality was just bad really 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 bad i remember people complaining about the the subs so what i what i did <laughs> I, I got like two three friends and we would buy a uh, american Crunchyroll account and a funimation account and we would share it uh, after a while it started to become very expensive because the dollar like become uh, more expensive to buy and we couldn't we we would right. have to go buy the dollars put on their on a, expe- a specific account and with that account we had to renew the the subscription it was getting really really expensive so we kind of dropped Funimation and just keep up with Crunchyroll then with Crunchyroll in Brazil became better and better so we decided to change to Brazilian Crunchyroll so is the catalog then the same as the U.S.? Of course not. Or is it because uh, Tori's mentioned that there's I have there's stuff, quite yes. a few shows that are just missing. Yeah, no, especially uh, now with uh, with uh, like everything uh, that Funimation is or like Crunchyroll is getting from Funimation, you know, where there's a lot of new shows coming up, but they're all only available in the in North America and Canada or. Every, every once in a while they're available other places such as the UK and Ireland but uh, you know no granted I don't blame Crunchyroll for that because again they're getting Funimation licenses so of course they're only going to be North America but uh, again it's a bit annoying especially when you're paying the same as everybody else and I see oh they're getting all these new titles that I'm not getting because you know I don't live in the US meanwhile yes. you're paying the same fee for a lesser service yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like sometimes you go at, at the catalog and you see one show you wanted to rewatch or kind of wanted to watch for a couple of time now. You clicking on it like very happy because you can finally watch it. You you find found it and it just gives that message blocked to your region. And that's it. Yeah. You just can't watch it. It's there. It's there on in front of you, but you can't watch it because it's blocked. That's one of oh, the yeah, reasons why uh, I had a, a American account to watch shows that were blocked I, in I, my region. <laughs> I recently found out, uh, and this is really weird, that Canadian Crunchyroll has some shows you can, you can only access on your PC, which I find extremely strange. I'm not sure if it's in the States as well, but something like uh, Owari Monogatari, I can't get on, say, Crunchyroll from my PS4 or any other device, it has to be through the PC, specifically. That's super weird. Yeah, it's I've never really, It's really odd. Yeah, I never tried, and then there's just so. And then there's just shows missing. Um, all of, I, I believe, all of the ones that were added, because I guess uh, Joe here got in touch with Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> He's like, I am a hipster elitist. I want these shows on Crunchyroll. They're I demand my, my favorite shows be on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Damn it, For Miles, North America make it happen. Only. 
And it's it, it's almost like they met you halfway. Okay, we can get Lane, Ergo Proxy, put Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to wait on that one. <laughs> I already own that DVD. I don't give a shit if they put it on or not. Man, I don't know if. But I mean, none, if of, none of those have showed up for me yet. But I mean, if you want to send me that really nice Japanese Blu-ray, I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> I need you. I see don't have three hundred dollars lying around, but give it to me though. I need you go and look up if. The uh, Ergo Proxy is available for me. I don't think no. it is, but I hope it is because I really love that series. I I really want to rewatch. As far as what I remember, it's North America only. So oh, from Funimation. Fucking okay. damn it! Anyway, uh, one thing. It's a Funimation <laughs> show, so I doubt it. Yeah, one thing. And that, and that, go, that and, and that has a lot to do with licensing and country countries. And I want to take the time then to segue into limited streaming. Now, does anybody else ha- live in a country where your internet provider has you don't have the option of unlimited downloading nope. or streaming? Nope. No, they want you <laughs> to do it here, but the Supreme Court said it's illegal. So yay for me. <laughs> yeah, we don't have those issues for limited ac- for limited uh, access and a yeah. limited number. Yeah, no, like we we, yeah. we have unlimited. Uh, we don't uh, okay. we don't get problems like we don't get cut off if we use the internet too much. I've never, never experienced experienced getting cut off from anything. I have, I have had internet issues, of course, but I've had the same, uh, like, I've had usually it's at the same service all the time. Like I don't have problems. I don't, I don't get cut off. I don't just all of a sudden go like, oh no, you sorry, you can't watch here anymore. You've used too much internet. So I was like, that doesn't happen here. Uh, so in Germany and Canada, uh, two countries, one I'm living in, used to live in, uh, the the way the internet works here is you can get unlimited access. You can have you can have that, but it costs a lot more. In in Germany, it's it was when I was in a Wohnheim, which is like a, a student dorm in college. They gave us only two gigs of download a month <laughs> wow and if you wanted any more than that it was outrageous pricing so you were actually better off getting a phone plan and you could download more that way and it, for a cheaper price <laughs> that's incredible so that's what i had to do when i was there and, and basically i would just spend days at cafes just off wi-fi and just hang out there but when i got home there's there's no download, and then when I come to Canada, I found I found out that unless I want to pay a lot more, I have a limited amount of downloading that I can do, and I stream constantly, so that was immediately a problem. Since I don't watch a lot of TV or cable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I recently upgraded my internet because we had troubles. <laughs> our like uh, our like uh, main system where it was old, so we did not get the get the internet we were paying for. So uh, after calling in like three times, because we tried checking other places, but nobody provides anywhere near as good internet as the ones we have to the same price. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, so we just kept calling and complaining about this. This isn't working until eventually they were like, you know what? Fine. We're going to give you, we're going to double your internet. Basically, they're gonna, they were going to reinstall like uh, our new, uh, yeah, like we were, they were going to take out the, take away the old system and they were going to replace it with a new one. And then, then they were gonna like double our internet, all for the price of basically two dollars more, no cap. So that was nice. <laughs> you got it. 
So, what is everyone's take then on using pirate sites? Because Joe mentioned it earlier how, and I'm, I'm in the same boat as him, I watch a lot of older shows, and they, you, just, you just can't get them legally. And the only way to do it is either download it from a site, download the torrent, or you just go to a site that has it in their database, and you just watch it online. I'm personally more in the wheelhouse that I would rather people torrent if it's not available legally to them. That way there's no there's no money switching hands for advertisers to, you know, an illegal streaming site. But uh really obviously, you know, in an, in a perfect world everyone would have access to everything. And that's just not the case. It's just it's just not it's a fact of life. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah I, I I see it as ignorant to think otherwise. It's, it's like, "Oh, you shouldn't if it's not available, don't watch it." Well, no. <laughs> well, because that's the... how things get lost. Why would I? If I can't, let's say, let's say, all of a sudden, The Godfather, you can't find that in stores anymore. It's out of print. Um, it won't be shown on TV anymore. Should we just not then watch The Godfather anymore? Only, I would say no. Only it's people who his, own it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I would say no. Get access to that movie immediately. I don't care how other make make companies and others realize that it's still popular yeah the way i i view view streaming though like illegal streaming is um or quarantine for that matter it's kind of i know some people are going to have take issues with this but as except for the fact you know of course if i can't get it anyway i'm not against i'm not against pirating it because again you don't want my money you're not losing any money you don't want my money so uh you're real there's really no trade-off yes i'm not entitled to it but Again, like you said, people people are not not going to watch just because of that. Uh, and the other thing that I know some people are probably not that happy to hear, and that is, if you're pro, if you are somebody like let's say Daisuke or Viewster, which are two other streaming services that I can use. However, I have tried them, and they're incredibly poor. Granted, they're both free; I don't have to pay, but even still, they're incredibly poor. I'm not going to use those sites. For that exact reason. I'm not going to use a site where I'm going to get a poor product. Yes, sure, they're free. That's good. But I'm getting, like in terms of Daisuke, which I've tried the most, I get incredibly poor streaming. I can, like, 1080p or 720p, even HD, basically. It's absolutely not HD. It's uh, (laughs) it's still standard definition. It's just been upscaled a little bit. And uh, not (laughs) only that... plus. Yeah, and not only that, (laughs) I cannot... I cannot, for most of the time, even play it off in 720p because you know it's a Japanese service, and uh, they're like, "No, nah, they're like, no, nah, sorry, you're having issues with your internet." I check my internet. No, I'm not having issues with my internet. That's not the problem. It's your goddamn servers. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, I there was a time in my life that I really, really tried to go full legal, and by that getting Crunchyroll and Funimation, which were the two main sites. The problem is, I can't. I just can't. It's too much to to bear. Going out of my way to to get those things legal. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think you should get the legal stuff, especially because I'm a I'm a law student. I would uh, it would be bad. It would be bad for me if I just get it here. It's said, yeah, go pirate everything. No, the problem is, uh, I think those kind of stuff are a two-sided relationship 
I'm here. I'm offering my money and I'm offering my time to watch those kind of stuff. But the odd, but the counterpart doesn't want it. It just doesn't really want it. So what can I do? I can stop watching something that is so dear for me. I can't just stop watching out of sudden just because I can't get it. I'll I'll try to get it anyway, and then I'll try to minimize the the damage by not buying bootlegs, by buying uh, merchandise like original merchandise and like something that Joe's like to do which is donate for the animations dorm the animators dorm right those kind of stuff do 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 those kind of stuff i know it doesn't pay what i'm doing uh with you know illegal downloads or illegal streaming but still it's something that i know i can do instead of going out of my way just to get things liquid it's unfortunate i wish i would have access i wish everyone would have access to everything i wish there was more anime on tv but unfortunately that's how life is and sometimes life doesn't give you what you want can I, can <laughs> it's I a just, harsh reality isn't it <laughs> can i just talk about something real quick go for it uh, that sure. goes in terms of uh, streaming oh this isn't this isn't uh, confirmed but uh or from what i understand at least but i think it's going to be very interesting um for those, those that know uh kyoto animation is uh doing this series called violet evergarden what I find really okay. interesting there, especially when, when it might come to uh, uh, like availability and licensing and streaming, uh, Kyoto Animation also seems to be, to be wanting to have the streaming license themselves, which I, I think is something that is like it's interesting to me, seeing like production studios or like animation studios wanting to take up the uh, streaming license themselves which then to me would mean they're planning on streaming it themselves pro probably on their own sites so that's one thing so that's just something i found uh, find really interesting like going forward if we're going to see like the bigger studios in japan doing something like this and what that that will then mean for availability will this be japan only are they planning, planning to expand or yeah that's, well, in that's in my uh, in my opinion, there's a pretty hard line on how many subscription services I'm willing to do, and I'm already basically at the threshold of my limit. I can't subscribe to every single studio. I'm just I'm just not gonna do it. Oh and, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you wanna, you know, if they wanna do it themselves, but they're gonna they're willing to sell the license off outside of Japan because. I have no idea what Japan does for licensing, for streaming, how they get their products out. I know everything is exorbitantly expensive because I'm trying to. I was trying to get the uh, Macross Delta Blu-rays, but <laughs> it's only it's only a couple episodes for seventy dollars, and I can't do that. I don't. I make decent money, but I'm not. I'm not made out of money. I'm not throwing my money away for three episodes. Yeah, the release is beautiful, but there's a limit. <laughs> There's a hard, hard limit. That's a lot of money for 40 minutes. It's <laughs> exactly. It's, and I. That's, that's, that's like that's like every minute that goes by, you're just chucking money at your TV constantly. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, damn it! I paid for this. Click, click, click. That's the coins. <laughs> <laughs> just the Super Mario sound effect going off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you get to the ED, it just plays the it plays the flag music. <laughs> You're like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I did it. 
I I did it. Oh, <laughs> next level. <laughs> next episode. So it's it's good that you actually brought up something like Kyoto, some someone like Kyoto Animation possibly stream it themselves, because then this could also turn into what I wanted to bring up as the last kind of what's led to more pirating is Anime Strike on Amazon. You can get access to this in other countries. However, for those who don't know, Anime Strike is an anime service by Amazon in which you have to have Amazon Prime to get a reasonable price to then pay for the extra service of Anime Strike. If you want just Anime Strike, you're actually spending more money per year than having Amazon Prime plus the Strike. Does everyone follow me so far? Yes. How much it costs yeah. for you? It's uh, $100 for uh, Amazon Prime and then $5 a month for Strike. Yeah. So it's 160 USD per year Oof. for single service. Ooh. And for not and, and for not a large catalog either. Now, of course, they are growing, but here's here's the issue for Canada. Let's just put that as an example. If we want Amazon Strike, we have to pay in Canadian dollars, which is then, but it's converted to USD. So we're not paying five dollars a month. We're actually paying closer to like eight. <laughs> so it's even more. And if if we want to even go the cheaper route to get Amazon Prime, we'd have to get an Amazon Prime US account that doesn't then have free shipping to Canada. Because most sites won't do that then. You have to go through Amazon Canada. So we're, we're, we'd be essentially paying for a service that we can't use. <laughs> <laughs> Who in their right mind would do that? So, I, I mean, I was at, at SoccerCon a few months ago and Amazon Strike was had a big thing there and I, I was wearing a Canada shirt just with a pouty face in front of it, took a picture. <laughs> so it's like, I would love to have the service, but you're making it as difficult as possible to, 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 for me to even want it. So of course I'm going to say, screw you, I'm going to torrent the shows or pirate them in some way. Just as, just as spite. Well, that's the thing. I mean, this, enti- this entire culture, at least in North America, was predicated. It started through piracy. I mean, it was done by, you know, one person buying it legally, maybe buying it legally, or recording it <laughs> on TV with a VHS recorder, and then right. copying that tape over and over and over and over and over again, and shipping them out. I remember getting my money together to get uh, Serial Experiments Lane, a VHS, and you just send out $80, <sighs> off it goes to some guy. Whether or not you get the tape, who fucking knows? <laughs> It's a it's a risk you're willing to take, <laughs> and that was the only way to see shows. So I mean, we finally got away from that. We got a we got a better possibility with you know torrents or streaming sites or legally, and but then Amazon comes in and says, "Hey, do you remember when you used to spend way too much on anime? You know those shows you want to watch this season? We're gonna put them behind not one paywall, but two. I would be totally fine with this service if it were A, you had Amazon Prime and you got the service, or you wanted to spend the $5 subscription fee every month. If it was one or the other, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. But because it's both, I can't let it go. 
And and like you said, how where do you draw the line on how many of these services are you willing to pay for? Mm. Especially when a service like Crunchyroll has X amount percentage per season, if we're, if you're keeping up with current seasons. And a huge back catalog. And a, mm. and, and a very much growing back catalog, especially. Especially because now they have that with uh, Funimation. And in the States, we have a joint service called VRV, or Verve, or whatever they want to call it. And it's a Crunchyroll and Funimation subscription together for $10 instead of, I think it's like $7 a piece. So if you like, yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a bad gig. That's for sure. I might, I might be hopping on that when uh, my Funimation subscription um, goes away, mm-hmm. along with my Crunchyroll, because they were they were uh, advertising it quite a bit I here in th- Canada. I think you can cancel it directly into there. You don't have a contract with them, I believe. Mm. Oh well, whatever. Keep going. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to then bring up this last announcement there's only been one so far so the second one is the announcement of the manga pluto uh this isn't coming this isn't confirmed but uh the rumor going around was right eight hour long episodes eight one hour episodes ova style being released for pluto and for those those who don't know what pluto is is it's another take. It's the mangaka who wrote Monster. Uh, one, in my opinion, one of the greatest animes out there. Oh, you mean the guy who wrote uh, a silent voice? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he did that too, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he wrote this, uh, this mature take on a specific volume of Astro Boy. It was Astro Boy Volume 3, uh, Strongest Robot in the World or something along those lines. Um... And it's it's a it's a detective story, focused around a German android. It is Urasawa. Yes. Okay. Yes. And people have been clamoring about it for a, quite some time. the The big rumor it's not totally confirmed yet, but Pluto is getting an anime, and like you said, each volume is going to get its own hour long piece. And. I couldn't cool. ask for anything more, honestly. If this is true, yeah, no, it doesn't. It definitely exactly, sounds cool. It's exactly what I would want out of it. It there's there's nothing else. And Urasawa has been uh, definitely honing his storytelling through Monster, Twentieth Century Boys, Master Keaton. He does have an issue with endings being lackluster. But that doesn't make the story any le- the the journey any less prevalent and, and well written. Yeah, that is that's a problem. My opi- I that's a my opinion over it. That is a, a kind of nitpick problem I've noticed. Yeah, you're like, oh, this was a great story. Now it's over. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, that's the ending. <laughs> you just get this kind of like sinking feeling of, and it's over. But, but this problem. <laughs> Now, my worry is because we we are getting an OVA. Is it going to be kind of a Gundam Thunderbolt situation here? Uh, how do you mean? So possibly it won't be on Crunchyroll. It won't be on any service. It'll just straight to video. 
hopefully they'll even ha they'll have a something like a YouTube access for a limited time where you can watch it. Uh, uh, being a, being an OVA, it's probably not going to be available to stream. Sadly, well, that's, that's not really. like, how how are we going to be able to see this? Because you know we make we're now making fun of Silent Voice being written by uh, the same person he writes everything now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Silent Silent Voice, a very a very good movie, in, uh, not in theaters. So yeah. how are we supposed to watch it? That's the thing, right? What I, what I'm hoping is that. Somebody is gonna look at be look at this and be like, because I know Crunchyroll, for example, they have they are trying to get a hold of OB, certain OBAs as well that they think will do well. They've tried. They've got I think they've got one or maybe two, uh, but it's apparently very hard since it's supposed to be you know video animation. It's supposed to go straight right. to video. It's supposed to be on the, on uh, streaming services. So it's hard to get a hold of. But I, I my hope is that considering the fact that you know Pluto. People are going to look at this and be like, we have to at least try. We can't just let this go by and not even try to get a hold of this. <laughs> My biggest fear is that it's only going to be a video release in Japan. And the only way any of us are going to have access to it is a, a just one fan out there just gets it and then fan dubs it. Or fan subs it. I don't want to watch a fan dub. I don't want yeah. pro- to watch professional <laughs> Fan dubs. dub is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I watch. I watch a lot of German fan dubs, and they're pretty funny. Yeah, I no, like Norwegian fan dubs, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> the only fan dub I think I I've, I ever watched was Psychon of fan dub. It it wasn't good. <laughs> it was just bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, my my opinion is closer to Tori's. I think this has a lot of pedigree behind, so I think someone might get it. Uh, it's an an hour episode. Like the rumors say, it's an hour of episode. Uh, like eight movies i don't i don't see people letting it slip like at least if i was a streaming service i would get it it's the same guy that did monster come on i think if it's not going to be get if nobody's going to get it it's going to be because japan is saying no (laughs) i will watch this and i do not care how it has to happen Just gonna be totally honest with you. So no, I, I mean I, I am I am as well. Yeah, some, you're all being if honest. If I'm interested in something, I do not care. If it's if, legally if they, available they, to me, fantastic. <laughs> if it's not, I'm I'm gonna find it. Well, I mean, there was the recent movie Blame that came out. Blamu. Yeah. Blame. Blam. Yeah. If this what if it if it wasn't on Netflix, you can bet that we were gonna watch that in any way possible. <laughs> Nihei is one of my favorite mangaka, so yeah, I would give it a go. I'd find it. I mean, I I've watched Raws just so I could see something, so it's not gonna, it's not exactly gonna stop me. And I've <laughs> I've read, I've read Raws for, uh, or I've watched Raws for like Fist of the North Star. I think it was Fist of the Blue Sky when it released, and I just had the manga next to me, just reading the manga as I'm watching the movie, so I know what's going on. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. what we call dedication, peoples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice technique to watch rolls. I just watch it and and no, I try to I try to guess what they are talking and run of it. That's basically what I do when I watch rolls. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to patch together my very limited Japanese. Be like, I do know that word. You know that. I that do might know that word. Be a good drinking game. You and your buddies are watching an anime without subtitles <laughs> in Japanese and you're just trying to guess what they what's what's going on what's happening and then you're just you're just 
making up your own rules as you go. That actually does sound like a fun time. Every it time you time. say something, <laughs> every time you correctly guess what they say, everyone drinks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're approaching the hour mark. I believe it's time to get into our main our main topic. And that's the re- the uh, the review talk spitball thing of Gunbuster. Gunbuster. Yeah. We shall aim at the top. Yeah. Yeah, aim that was a good one, right? Gunbuster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> top Gunbuster. Now it was it was a uh, an OVA that came out in 1988 by Studio oh, uh, Gynax. <laughs> yeah, who, who, who are they? Who are they? Never heard of. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't around ex- anymore. <laughs> it wasn't exactly Hideaki Anno's directorial debut, but it was his first full series. He's done a handful of shorts before then. Who's um, Anno? <laughs> who's the Who's this uh, Hideaki Anno you speak of? He's a guy that goes to the top of buildings, puts his foot off, and sees if uh, sees if he just falls off or not. Okay, <laughs> like a nice guy. Yeah. So oh, sounds man. like someone I should trust. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it I would behoove him. you. I trust him with my life. <laughs> I might. <laughs> sure. Fucking never, fan. <laughs> All right, so Hickey watched this recently for the first time. Yes. Corey, you rewatched it, right? No, 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 no. I haven't watched it at all. I watched it once. A while you watched ago. it once? A while well, ago, When yeah. was the last time you saw it? The first time I saw it. Uh, okay. Let's see. Wise. Are oh, you on a date? It was February twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. There you go. Oh, okay. Not too, <laughs> not too long ago. Take that. Someone's uh, on the mouth. I rewatched it last night. I even took notes. Ooh, and I'm gonna spitball bullshit this whole time with a pad and paper. <laughs> so I am, I am ready <laughs> to break this down and spitball it hard. Good. Sure. Good. So everyone likes the intro music for the show. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's very great. 80s. Yeah, <laughs> it's the eye of the tiger. The wait, is that not the? <laughs> no, it's not. You know, it, you know. Now that you mention it, that's that's that really gets the same sort of emotion, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Because that's of, what kind of, of it is. So, the series. Be- before we even get into like a setting or anything, I'd like to just mention how it starts. We get. A little girl talking about her dad and it goes here is my dad he's awesome he's a space pilot one day aliens he's missing probably dead cuts to noriko then that's our main character and she goes i can't believe it i want to be a space pilot too everything you just said i heard in a little girl voice thanks for that no problem (laughs) (laughs) you know it's not you know quote for quote but it is it is how it starts. It's just this picture of a girl and her dad and, and talking, and it really... The, ser- the series is only six episodes, so it really has to make everything and every moment count. And I think this was a good... It sets up uh, uh, motivation and a good character background. Immediately. It gives you what you need to know. Yeah. Just to immediately get into it. Like, you, know, you immediately know where you stand. That's like, okay. This is, this yeah. is basically you know, the background. Now we're taking it from there. Where is this going to go now? And where does it go indeed? We get our nice 80s intro music, and then it cuts to a school. Robot <laughs> oh, push-ups. Yes. Yeah. But it's not just any like, school. 
<laughs> I think this this first part with Noriko, young Noriko <laughs> talking is a really good character building. It's quick and it gives you what you want to know. Problem is the rest of the first episode. The re- the second and to six it's fine. The problem is kind of the first episode because it looks like a parody. Uh, to say the least. You have this school, it's you a school know, setting, and they are training, you know, to fight with robots. Okay, it's fine. Every <laughs> every single Becker show in the 70s did that, I guess. But then you have yeah. this guy coming in and saying, like, the coach, Ota Commander, and say, I'm going to choose two people to go to space and become the most awesome mecha pilots ever. Why? Why not? <laughs> you know, so... Why would you go to yeah, a no. girl's high school instead of the military? Yeah, there <laughs> well, are all those so skilled, do... uh, there are those all those skilled uh, pilots out out there in the space, and he's like, no, I want high school girls because they are the best. Well, okay. To be fair, back do you up, not? Let's back mm. up, back up there for a second. Okay. <laughs> they they do specifically mention in, in episode one that uh, because of that attack. Uh, of Noriko's dad, because her her dad was the commander of that ship that got attacked by aliens. Uh, this was the government and the world acting upon that attack, and what they did was they they have these mech training schools now, specifically for guys and girls to become uh, pilots of of to fight the aliens, and there were there they briefly mention that there are still other schools out there, but these schools specifically are, for, are people who want to become pilots. Yes. So there, and, and then we learn later that there is a male robot mech training school, so imagine them also doing robot push-ups, uh, <laughs> pulling... You, you, you laughed at this a lot, Hickey, when you first saw yeah. it. Robots pulling giant tires. <laughs> yeah, like, I know... I know, okay, I'm fine with push-ups, sit-ups, you know, and the mecha running, because they need to train, and I think they're training how to control the, the robot. But what difference does it make to, to attach tires to the fucking robot? Doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> okay, ro- if you want to put the robot on stress, just launch it on space, put it underwater. I don't know, put on a, a, vacuum, uh, a vacuum space. But why pushing tires on the sunset? It's like eighties, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I, the, I can't the thing that bothered me about that was they that. had um they had auto balancers enabled that entire time when they were pulling tires and doing push ups. So they were being balanced actively from the systems. And when they turn it off everyone starts falling over. Like the only way I could justify those tire pushing exercises and all that was so you could maintain balance in a robot the whole time. But if the robot does it for you, then it's a it's a waste of your time. Yeah. It's funny you bring up a lot of the scientific flaws in that. Now, after I have I actually have the DVD with uh, personally of the show, and after each episode, there's actually a science lesson, and they do bring up why the auto balancers are a thing and why they don't work and why everyone kept falling over. Uh, they they go through a little space lesson, but they briefly mention why the auto balancers came into play. The auto balancers were there to keep, as you said, balance of the robot, 
but the training was to extend make uh, the idea behind it was to train and extend your body to be a part of the machine now the idea is there but when they actually show everything like wh when they're in the mechs it's really just two levers yeah a couple of buttons as well and switch that's it Yes, and we do we do see Anno probably get this same idea across because there's two shows I'd like to compare this to, and that's uh, in and Joe, you'll definitely have more comparisons over this show than mm -hmm. another. Is I'd like to compare it to Aim for the Ace, which is the tennis one from the '70s, and Evangelion. We definitely see Anno's ideas coming to fruition in Evangelion. So where these ideas began, we do see it happen later. I mean, uh, Noriko like is basically on? Noriko is basically just the uh, prototype for Shinji. You know, the same, well, not exactly the same, but the a similar form of like daddy issues. You, she, you can tell she has problems with commitment. You could you could tell that she doesn't want to do this, but she really does somewhere inside of her. She has a lot of the same like emotional handicaps. And Shinji you do with tits, yes. Yeah, that is how I explained her to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, after she was uh, to be the meme lord I am, after she was told to get in the fucking robot, she did stay in the robot, and she was very confident. Uh, we got those sweet-ass vending machines from Evangelion. <laughs> <laughs> or, should I say, Evangelion got their sweet-ass vending machines from Gunbuster. But uh, the thing I would compare... Uh, aim for the top gunbuster is more towards the mecha side of the tropes you can uh, you can tell that they took a basically a super robot series from the 70s like uh, Mazinger Z and they kind of just moved it forward they moved it forward but they didn't give you a protagonist who was full of fire it's uh he's no no hero she's she's no she's no hero from uh, Gundam Wing but the job does damn, get done. Damn right. I'm glad you bring that series up. It's, uh, yeah, it, can, nothing, it can't compare to Gundam Wing. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop that. <laughs> Don't lie to our 47 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude. Half of the end are me. Especially 0.05% from Norway. Oh, yeah. That one guy, though. <laughs> one guy. I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah. It's just Tori's mother. <laughs> I'm so proud of my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to bring up a comparison. Or oh, okay, go on. Go on. Yeah, personally, I would compare uh, Gunbuster to Tengen Topa Gurren Lagann. Uh, I think it paved the way to good to Gurren Lagann. A lot of a lot of the scenes, a lot of the characters, a lot of the dialogues. It reminded me of uh, Tengen Topa, especially those giant robots with arm crossed. Oh, the Gynax yep. pose. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. This is also the series that brought the Gynax bounce. Oh, the booby yeah. bounce? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 80s physics. Ah, oh, so great. Well, yeah, because they're not crazy. It's not like you're watching the Havoc engine go to town. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. This this was a blueprint for a lot of series and characters going forward, and Gurren Lagan is definitely the best example of taking a lot from this this show. Now, I'd like I'd like to actually go backwards on it, and that's Aim for the Ace, the tennis one, uh, that a lot of characters 
at least motivation behind Noriko herself, was based off of what happened and the character from Aim for the Ace, the the, the main female. And I just wrote down some, some notes here that I noticed. It was uh, Noriko's also a no-talent female protagonist who idolizes her senior who has immense talent. And that's exactly the same. It's the same motivation. It's the same idolization towards you You are terrible at your current X thing, but this person above you, you want to be just like her to attain your goal. Uh, Noriko is bullied by her classmates due to her situation of the coach kind of taking precedence over her. Uh, the, uh, just one example that was exactly the same was uh, Tack in the Seat. In Aim for the Ace, there's a moment where the, uh, a lot of the a lot of the tennis classmates get jealous and puts a tack in her seat. She sits down, ow, you know, uh, okay, I'm being bullied. Well, Noriko goes through the same thing, exactly the same, tack in her mech, mech suit. And, if, and I mentioned it before, randomly chosen by the hard-ass coach that somehow, and it makes no sense to me, even comparative, how does the coach see the potential? I don't know. He just does. Yeah. Like, I like to think the coach had a brain fart and just ran with it. Like, oh shit, I need to, I need to make it better. Uh, and I was under the assumption go, that the... Uh, you have a written potential. I know you have. Let's train. So I was under I the impression that her, uh, her potential was in her last name. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I feel as well. Like, I feel like he kind of takes a chance on her because of her father. That he's like, okay, I think maybe... Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, what they didn't do in Aim for the Ace was kind of have this justification of this just random thing that seemingly happens. It do, they do have, it cuts to the coach uh, essentially uh, being yelled at by the senior with talent, Amano. Who is totally not be, Lin Minmay. Who is yep. totally not Lin Minmay from the Macross series, uh, but totally is. <laughs> Never... <laughs> Um, she's yelling at the coach going, why did you pick her? She's she's only been in Mac for a month. She has no talent. What the hell do you see? And then the coach just says, well, her father saved my life. I'm a survivor from that ship. And I don't have to answer to you. Got attacked by an, and I don't have to answer. Yeah, you're just a kid. You're just a kid. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I can go with that. That's a legit re That's reason enough for me is what I'm saying. As as bad, as bad as it is, it does make sense because the the world does work that way. Let's face it. <laughs> it's not it's what, not you, what know, you know; it's who, who you know. know. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> We're both on the same page there. <laughs> it always will be too. The so that's basically the first episode. Is Noriko gets chosen randomly, and she starts training, and she goes through some exercises and it turns out of course she has some talent for this thing <laughs> yeah. somehow I, mean, I i don't think she has talent i just think uh the the coach brand watch worked on her and she trained her ass off so yeah. i wouldn't call it talent i would call it effort. he he betted on her and good for him she actually uh, have this fire inside of her to get better she yeah. admires this senpai, the Onesan, because this show has the, the, the fetish of saying Onesan at every One two sama. seconds. Onesama. And she looks up to Onesama and she just don't want to be left behind. Uh, so 
yeah, the coach is always the coach, you know the coach is always there saying if, if you don't want to be left uh, behind you need to train 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 and train uh, that's not talent you know that scene where Amano is climbing the, the stairs with the with the iron sandals <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah she's she has like books on the top of her mech <laughs> <laughs> working on the balancers <laughs> yeah and uh, the coach goes that's not talent that's effort and that's what you need you need effort and so let's say she's talent she just have this uh this motivation of keep pushing forward this is something that always uh come back at the series whenever something's happened the only thing she can do is push forward, push forward, push forward. But we are going to talk about that soon enough. Yeah. Um, so the series goes on and we we go out into space in the training. And then that's where we meet a third character, uh, Jung Freud, who also has immense talent. And they're, they're now joined by the male students who have been picked on, on the program. And, the, and you get this... Uh, you know they're still children, essentially. They're still young, young, young adults at the very most, and they're doing essentially what you know kids would do at like a campsite. They're on a, a retreat, like oh, let's tell ghost stories. Let's tell, let's uh, let's dare kids to go um, uh, take their headband and, and wrap it somewhere, even though really you guys are here to fight a war. So they're 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 really torn between they they don't realize the ex how important what they're doing is. Anybody? Uh. Well. Kind of, but I, I mean, say, you know the, how the adage goes: all work and no play. Well, these are mm -hmm. these are still fucking children, man. They have to do. Yeah. They can't be all all training all the time. Like I mean, they right. they should be because this is a super important task. You know, the human race not dying is pretty strong. The Earth, strong motivation the Earth reason, being yeah. not exploded is a pretty strong reason. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's just like when you're working out. If you don't have recovery time, you're working out for no fucking reason. Yep. With no recovery, there's no point in all the training in the world because you're going to be exhausted when it finally comes time to act or you're still going to be right. recovering. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, I, I really liked these kind of moments in the show we meet uh, noriko clearly develops a crush on one of the other male pilots um yeah some th some things happen becomes uh his partner they end up working together you know there's kind of a falling out between her and amano and this is where we finally start in, the, in around this time in this transition we get to see we finally get to see the alien and it's a dead corpse and it's really creepy and that goes into how well i think the art is in the show for sure the 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 art is super gritty really detailed everything's hand drawn it's fantastic that's just uh, gynax in their heyday man that's, that's what they used to do i we think it looks have good the music behind the music, the music was yeah. killer i think yeah. it looks good Although i do like, there are worse-looking shows, definitely. I still feel like there are times, though, when the show's age shows itself in the way it looks. There were times Absolutely. I it's was not, I can't, not yeah. that, I can't not that, that impressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think well, the scene I'm well. specifically talking about is that first scene with the alien, the, the, the busted-up corpse. Yeah, no, I know alien. that. It's and like I, this weird spider-like thing. Yeah, and I agree with you. 
the way they looked like they really sold those aliens i was i was wondering what the, what they were gonna look like when another pair i was like oh okay so that's what it looks like that's creepy <laughs> well they it 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 all, like you said, you, you were wondering what they were going to look like. The series did such a good job, and I, I made a note of this going, the sense of enemy danger and mystery is, is at a high scale. It makes the danger feel real. Uh, you get, you, there's one point where, you, where the enemy's going around, and it's too fast to see. Noriko's freaking out because, let's face it, she's, a, she's still a young child, doesn't, hasn't seen real combat before, and... There's a death, but we don't actually see it. All we know is someone died. And she's stricken by it. It hurts. Yeah. And it does it does a good job of portraying death in that way. So then it cut then then it's almost like we only get to see what Nor- Noriko sees and her emotions. And that's what we're supposed to care about. Well she's the main character. <laughs> she's the focus. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. it's a good job doing it, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about the other characters. I care about her. Yeah, and that's w- that's the point. That's one of those things which I feel like this does very, uh, very well compared to a lot of other shows. Because, like, I mean, if you read books and stuff, you will see, like, especially, like, uh, a lot of uh, mystery novels and, like, detective books and stuff like that. You often us- usually have mo- one character and that's, like, they're the main focus. Those are the only ones you get to know. You know what they think, you know what they feel, but you don't know what anybody else thinks or feels or anything like that. And I feel like that's essentially something that the Gunbuster does as well. Like, Noriko is our eyes and ears and everything into the, into the show. We get to experience everything she experiences. We know what she thinks. We know what she feels. However, we can only really... The only thing we know about everybody else is what they say or how they act or what they react to. We don't yeah, know what only... they think. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they feel. And that's something I feel Gunbuster does a lot better than a lot of other shows, especially a lot of newer shows, where I have the opposite issue, where I feel like you know what everybody thinks and feels. We basically live inside of every character's head. Well, yeah, instead of being a character, we're basically a god in newer series. We know everything about <laughs> everyone. In this show, we, we know what our main character thinks, but we can only infer what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Is that an Anno thing? Because I noticed that in a lot of his shows. Uh, Anno's thing is uh, depression. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. But I do think it's, also, uh, it's all. Yeah. I do think yes. I do think you're. Right. I do think it is sort of his thing, on the sense that like, he doesn't want you to necessarily get like the insight of how everybody thinks or feels. He kind of wants to try to portray them like so that you can see it in their actions how they feel. And it makes you more attached to your main character. Yeah. Because if you know everyone, you can pick another character and be like, I like that character more than the one we're following. Why am I not following that one? I like Ray more than anyone else. I mean, oh my god, I can definitely bring <laughs> up a plethora of shows where I go, is this really the main character? Why do I care? You know well, what? I mean, I, I don't you want to make it even worse. Think about Index. You follow Toma around, and then when they oh. decide, oh, we're going to redo this and make it better. Let's follow, let's follow the love interest, and yep. it's a better series because of it. Yep. Well, it's because she's a more interesting character. Like, in a lot of cases, you basically get the blank slate main character. They self-insert. You can basically relate. You should be able to put yourself in his shoe because he's no one. So you can, you can just replace him with yourself in your own mind and go about, go about it like, you know, the show would. But that's incredibly uninteresting after a while. Like, okay, sure, it can be interesting once in a while. When you've seen hundreds upon hundreds of shows that has this main character, you're basically like, I, I don't care. Like, get the, the main character out of the show. 
I care about the other characters. Some of the other characters are like that person. I, the main character might as well not be here because he doesn't think, he doesn't act, he mm -hmm. does nothing. He's just there. <laughs> That's why I like, praise Monogatari so highly because Araragi, your main character, he's not you. His entire character is he's not you. He has his own thoughts, his own emotions, his own... And it just it just gives you a better basis in the world. You you can feel the character's emotions better because it's not just well. How would you feel in this situation? Well, for me, usually I don't react to things as hard as the Japanese do or whoever the story's written for. <laughs> I just don't. It's like oh no, this girl said no to me. Well, I'm gonna go on about my life. Oh nope, I guess myself inserts crying. Oh well, right. I'm fucking not that dude. There goes my emotion. Meanwhile, so, you can be—I can be more empathetic to a character that's, you know, crying because that's what they would do, and that's what makes sense for them to do. Okay, so then on to on that topic, then that moment where uh, Jung Freud is is jealous and pissed off at Noriko for getting essentially special treatment from the coach, and we're we're back to this in space. Uh, this is right after the the death sequence, because you don't see a lot of death. At the beginning of the show, you only get the one time. No, you don't and like. If I may speak, I think uh, we can we say the name of the character that died. <laughs> you guys are just uh, yeah, dancing why not? around it. Uh, basically, when Smith dies, it changes the tone of the series. First yeah, of all, Smithu. Uh, <laughs> Smithu. It's Smithu. Smithu. Uh, yeah. It changes the tone of the series. Uh, first of all that battle sequence is just amazing because you don't see anything and you shouldn't be able to see anything those creatures are like moving at speed of light or almost the speed of light and you're there alone with Noriko and Noriko doesn't even fight around she can't do anything she just can just listen to Smith and suddenly there's silence and there's this space just just right, and then as she's, she's searching for him, there's just there's just busted up debris everywhere, and that's where yeah. we finally get some of that PTSD. And then when Jung Freud challenges to the cha challenges her to a fight out in space, you know, to try to earn her position, Noriko starts freaking out. She's like, I can't even go into space. Yeah, she, yeah. she starts she's afraid of going death. into space. <laughs> I thought that I mean, was done really well. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Because it's not the the forced trauma of her, you know. You have the the sequence with the spaceship, uh, her father's spaceship traveling, and they go investigate it, and she's like, "Oh, there's still oxygen inside of the ship. My father might be alive." She goes, she opens the door, and there's like half of the spaceship. She st she starts freaking out, and she finds recover from that because she found Smith, and you know, start uh, developing feelings for him. Then he dies. She just can't do it anymore. And then, again, the only thing she can do is push forward. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real sink or swim situation. It really gets you to root for the main character. Uh, but it's, it's there and then in episode four where she has that sink or swim choice. And that's where shit starts going down. Uh, to me personally, every episode of Gunbuster got better. From episode <laughs> one to six. Yeah. I mean, just, just yeah. think about how that yeah. pitch must have went for this show. Okay, so we're going to make a six-episode OVA, right? And it's going to be about a girl, okay? And she's going to pilot a mech, but she's going to have severe emotional problems, okay? All right, we're going to go into space, and we're going to fight some monsters. But we're not going to do that until episode five. 
Uh, <laughs> no, they, they, they first fight in four. That's when we finally get to see the unfinished Gunbuster mech. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna okay. world build for the fir- for the front half of this series. <laughs> yeah. But in that in that sense, as we were mentioning earlier, that sense of danger and mystery remains until it's absolutely necessary. And holy crap, when the when we find out that the the aliens aren't actually these like wild spider creatures, they're insect like creatures. They're all kinds of different things. There's like a there's like a praying mantis giant robot ship creature you don't even know what they are but god damn do they look good and they look freaky <laughs> yeah. yeah yes <laughs> uh honestly you could you could say that macross took a ton from the show uh for the later iterations of macross i mean this series took some inspiration from top gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're not wrong so we got episode four and five. They're fighting the insectoids, and everyone's dying. Everyone's panicking because now they they go. Our only hope is now this giant robot to fight them. That's all we got. And that this is when because they were kind of world building uh, with a lot of science aspects. And I think the show uh, does science and physics. Bear in mind, this was based on theories in the late 80s, so you kind of, you know, things have changed now, obviously. Yeah, they're incorrect, but they are done well. They're incorrect now, but at the time, they were all theories, and they made sense. And as Joe said, they're done extremely well. What is everyone's take on science? Because I'll I'll mention my favorite after everyone gets their word in. I mean, I already know what my favorite is, and that is, you know, the whole thing where it's like, I, the thing that I'm shocked that more shows didn't do, and that was, you know... Whenever they did travel faster than the speed of light, it was basically uh, oh, you know, time basically, dilation. Yeah, the time dilation thing. That was like the biggest thing because I was not prepared for that. Joe, you told me you were like, as soon as you they show you a calendar, look at that calendar, and they didn't show me a calendar. But I was like, what are you talking about? But then they started doing that. I started noticing what he was talking talking about. And it was like the clocks, the, everything, and, and like they are, you know. Time flows differently when they're going going faster than the speed of light. In episode the one, they show you has. the original date, yeah. and then until episode four, they basically don't show you anything. And then you start seeing calendar after calendar after time after, and uh, you start getting. It's never like outright told to you. I mean, it's kind of told to you after they find the Luxion, which is her father's ship, and yeah. someone comes up to her and says, "Look, you need to you need to like cheer up," and I believe it was a. Uh, Onesan. It was young. It was young. Yeah, was young. yeah, she says, uh, look, it might have been six months to you, but we were there less than an hour ago. And that's the point where it ticks in your head, oh, they're actually keeping time in this series. And it's going to be yeah, a huge it, problem. It ends up yeah. playing a huge role. Uh, yeah, you know what? That I, I can iterate a little bit more on that. One second in FTL, Fast and Light, equals two weeks of Earth time. And they consistently use that theory that the closer you are to the speed of light, the slower time will move for, move for you, but faster outside of that timeline. Uh, it's, it's based on the theory that if you're in an airplane, you're moving faster than someone walking on the ground. Therefore, you are X amount of time closer to the future or in the past when you land than before 
does it make sense in, in today's physics? Mm, no, not really anymore, because that's kind of proven. But in the 80s, that was a highly advanced theory. Mm, it's, and it's, it's not really uh, cool. It's not exactly discredited. It's just, yeah. it kind of gets into, like, quantum mechanics now. Well, there, uh, yeah. It's quant- much uh, more. Quantum physics. It's quantum m- physics has got has gotten much much more in depth in the last thirty years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know now you got like string theory and all these other other uh, other theories going on. If they so, did, an- anyways, if they did another Gunbuster, I would love for them to touch on string theory. That would be amazing. If only they did another Gunbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I like D Buster, and I don't care if you don't. <laughs> uh, the Buster can uh, not be talked about right now. <laughs> <laughs> no no is great you shut up oh man top left <laughs> so what did everybody yeah what okay yeah there are there are two other aspects i want to bring up what did everyone think of the constant nudity we were we were gifted with uh i was I impressed enjoyed it i'm a fan <laughs> you were impressed by yes. the uh, uh yes, by the ambitions and uh, the girls yeah. <laughs> we said we said before uh i was impressed by the the boob jiggle uh, the, the chest movement. I mean, someone looked at Bob's jig on four hours to draw that shit. I'm sure. Did you not? Because yeah, because it's it's believable. You know, it makes the characters seem more alive. Uh, not only gives you the good stuff. Something I was I was kind of impressed as well is that they showed us the middle, like the. The original parts sometimes. Uh, that mm. first scene with Jung and the bath. She just. Oh, the bath scene. Her... Everyone's just straight up. Yeah, straight up. Uh, what is it? What, what movie is that? Where uh, I think it's Sharon Stone. She crosses her legs in front of everybody. Is yeah, it, I was like, uh, well, I wasn't expecting basic that. Oh. Basic mm. instinct, yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, yeah, just full on vag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Guys, let's take Lassie, please. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was impressed. Uh, I think it was well made and well used. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, nudity is not really a problem. I'm a military guy, and that's you just get so used to it, you just stop caring. You don't really give a shit, so... To see someone who's in a military capacity doing what people in the military would probably do. I mean, granted, it was immediately undercut by uh, them and the mechs going past the window. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's the only <laughs> problem I had with that when they did that. When they were like, they're in it's the bath. bath but of course a, they're it's naked. It's an entire, like, fucking glass window everywhere. Why? Who designed this? Because they're in yeah, space. Like, Who cares? Yeah, yeah. that's something that because I. Because nobody's going to fly around. Never. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I, I actually I, forgot this scene existed until I rewatched the show. Yeah, I was just <laughs> laughing. I was laughing like, like I mentioned with episode one when we are talking about episode one. There's some parody on this, at least the the first episode and some parts of the second episode. Then the third and third to six is more straight up PTSD and depression. But that scene with the fucking. A robot's passing by. Ho 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 ho! I was start laughing. I I just couldn't. I couldn't stop. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now for a more serious note. And that's episode five. And that's where 
Oops. You want to cut that out? <laughs> well, that's good because that was the Undertaker's music. Because episode five is <laughs> uh, episode five is the Gong of Death, essentially, because it's a build to the final battle. And yeah. Noriko gets to go back to Earth to see her friend, where, who has aged where she sees her friend. Uh, time has passed. What was it? Thirty years or something? Or no, 20? I think at least ten years. At least because, enough for that no, girl no, to have years. a child and be married and be old. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Uh, she was twenty seven. I think they were like sixteen when Noriko was sixteen when it started. Uh, then she had her first birthday while uh, searching for the her her fathership. So seventeen, ten years. Damn it, JD, okay, you're so old. I'm getting well. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's why we're all here. We're working together here. <laughs> <laughs> JD, yeah. Needs so a time's hand. passed. <laughs> I need. I need. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Time has passed. Uh, Times passed. Um, Noriko start, slowly starts realizing how much possibly time she has missed out on just for her goal. Uh, then, it, then we even get Amano going back to Earth. Times passed. Uh, she decides. Even Amano has a revelation of man. I need to get back there. So she's aged. This all builds to the final battle where it comes down to basically us or them. Is the human yeah. race going to survive? Yeah. Amano and Noriko need to need to settle their differences and pilot the gunbuster. And this leads into episode six, where it's all in black and white. Yeah. Something just something about the the final battle. Uh, they did an excellent job to show you how dire the situation was because you have this guy saying uh, the enemies are approaching and they are showing you the space. And he just says, the ratio of enemy to space is like 70% is enemy and 30% is space. So what you're looking at are actually just enemies. You don't see them. Yeah. But those aren't they're, stars. Yeah, they're <laughs> those just are ships. Enemies. <laughs> enemies. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's huge. And they talk about billions and billions of enemies. I think for the 80s, billions were a huge, huge number to have in a series. I was like, oh shit, that's that's a final battle one. And then no, I mean, I absolutely adore this this six episode because everything's come together. This the, all like Joe said, first half was world building, then the next two episodes were understanding the situation, how dire it is, and it all culminates so well. I do want to ask what everyone thought about it being in black and white. I love it. I did like it. I was a bit weirded out when it first happened because, like, I mean, I just watched the episode and I noticed everything is in black and white. And I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? It felt a bit... So it felt a bit off right away. But it's like... I quickly grew, grew, used, to, grew used to it. And I kind of... I, I kind of just started, like... Uh, well, like I, said, I got used to it and essentially just that uh, this is a part of, part of the episode. And as everything kind of kicks up and you know you're approaching like you know the you're approaching like the final uh, the countdowns and everything and they're prepared mm -hmm. to prepared to play it to play their last card and everything and i'm just saying i'm so engrossed in everything that's going on i i don't even think about the fact that it's all in black and white anymore like that it doesn't even cross my mind i'm just sitting there like oh how is this gonna play out 
Well, the thing I liked about it was um, because that was when they were that was when they had the black hole bomb, right? Yeah. Final. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gun bust number three. In the eighties, they didn't exactly have the greatest understanding of how these things should work. <laughs> but it's it's essentially it's a well whose gravity is so tight that light can't even escape. If that's the case, then it's a it's a pretty fair assessment that color wouldn't be able to bridge it through. And because they were trying to maintain like some semblance of a decent scientific background in this entire series, it would make sense that they would at least try to portray that black hole as something dire, something that's really actually affecting the entire world you're seeing. So, there's no color. I mean, you know, technically it should just be black, but that would be horrible, so I think black and white was a good artistic choice. Yeah. Black, white, and the mixture of grays and the subtle tones everywhere. Just hues um, in black and white. It, it didn't... As you like, could it be something as simple as an explanation of, oh, it's just for, uh, art artistic purposes? I couldn't really get a confirmation online in the research on why this was done that way, but I'd like to think the same as you, uh, Joe, where they they were so into staying scientifically true as much as possible that light can't escape. So why why wouldn't they go this go this route? Nikki, what do you what do you got about it? Well, I think it was an excellent episode. Uh, first, because we follow Amano, Amano, yeah, Amano after Amano, Amano, Amano after the yep. the 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 last battle, the what what are they called? Uh, solar system defense battle, something like that. And mm -hmm. not only that, because uh, you also can see some characters from the past. Uh, you can see Kashiwara again, if you don't remember her, she's the rival from the first episode, and she's old right. and wise. Uh, you can see the child uh, Takami, I think, it's, the, sh it's the, the child of Kimiko, which is the Noriko's friend. You can also yep. see what happened to the coach, and then you have this realization that we need to basically blow up our... Uh, our galaxy to get rid of those things so we go to space and going to space we find uh we find noriko again we find Jung and noriko and i don't know how how many years have passed for noriko is like a, a year and a year and a half something like that since the, the yeah it wasn't very there. long for her she's just kind of going about her daily life while everyone else is kind of leaving her behind yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Uh, she was left behind when she was uh, trying to be a mecha, a mecha pilot, and after she became a success, success, successful uh, mecha pilot, life left her behind. Uh, now she has this uh, very old Amano talking to her, and she's so. How can I say it? She's mature. No. Uh, uh, Taken aback. She. Uh, Noriko yeah, is kind she's of a bit shocked. Not afraid. When she she's looks at Noriko. She, she knew her. what to expect, but. Someone's calling me. But seeing, oh, seeing it personally, uh, yeah, took her back. Yeah, I would say I would say that's a very good explanation yeah, she, for it. She's kind of afraid of Amano. She's, she's shy around Amano. She doesn't know how to react. 
and suddenly they go, oh, we need you to do that, and we need you kind of blow up the, the fucking galaxy, uh, survive, and come back. Then you have that your climax with fucking Gunbuster going in the, the giant bomb, and Young saying, no, uh, my best friend kind of died, which is a surprise, <laughs> uh, with uh, uh, Linda, the, the girl that dies right. in, in episode 5. She kind of came out of nowhere and she was actually important to Jung and Jung is like, I, I can't live in a place without you two because you are the, the most important thing for me. And they're like, it's, it's cool, we're gonna survive, we're gonna see each other again. <laughs> Never happened because... Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because something, something uh, uh, technology or technologically went wrong with the activation of the black hole bomb, so they had to be a part, they had to be in the gravity well essentially. Uh, They wouldn't be able to escape enough. So they tell them in this just massive emotional climax that basically they're gonna they're gonna not be able to or how much time in Earth time passed when they would get be able to get out of the black hole. Like it'll only be like two minutes for them. Twelve thousand years. Twelve thousand years had passed. That's nuts. And that is where D Buster picks up. Yeah, and you get you get Amano and Noriko kind of looking at each other and they're like, "Well, <laughs> I guess the world will have changed by the time we get back." They they have this. They, it's almost like they go through the twelve steps of of uh, emotion or whatever, where it's like denial, acceptance, uh, uh, you know, all that, all those things. Yeah. Until finally, you go, "Well, uh, we're out." Is everyone cool? Because they don't know if they succeeded or not. <laughs> yeah, they don't even know if humanity is still going. Yeah, they, yep. they so they're, they're Earth slowly. Earth is black. It's that there are no lights, which leads to the yeah. most cheesy ending as possible. <laughs> you think it's cheesy? Welcome. I think, oh, I think it's cheesy. <laughs> oh no! I thought it was so. I I got so emotional when I yeah, saw it because I, I was wondering as like, well, but it doesn't mean it wasn't cheesy. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it was cheesy. Nah, it was kind of cheesy. Think... It was a little bit cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, cheesy. How, did, how do they know that they're on their way? Even I think I think they say that in Die Buster, don't they? How they picked up their signal. But, uh, yeah, they were wait. They were waiting for that signal this whole time. Yeah. Um, so they scanned the sky for twelve thousand years and never stopped <laughs> for this one signal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just well, it's to just, say welcome it's just home. A, just a just a simple like radio wave or something. That's all it would take for th- twelve thousand years. Yeah. You don't. Well, you don't think you don't think technology would be advan- advanced enough where it's just a. a, a a recipient signal just being pumped out by a computer? No, I, I think know. I think technology would advance to the point where they wouldn't even have radio signals anymore. Well, I'm just, you know, as an example, <laughs> like just something pumping something out to receive something, it'd be easy. I think it'd be easy. Yeah, but, but yeah, I really like it's a pretty when, big when, No, like it's not about only about the scanning the signal that is cheesy. Like can you imagine the government going on evacuating people just to use the houses to make a sign? <laughs> you know, <laughs> A huge sign saying "Welcome home." That's what I I thought it was cheesy. I don't know the sa- yeah. the sa- the saviors of Earth. I think deserve no less. <laughs> <laughs> the saviors of Earth from ancient times, like oh, from where we back. sit right now, from before Jesus Christ, by a lot. 
The least they can get is a is a is a welcome home banner. <laughs> <laughs> welcome banner. It's a pretty big assumption, though, to uh, assume they'll even come back to Earth if they had a choice. Like, obviously, they didn't have a choice. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big leap of faith they, for sure. They could have landed anywhere, <laughs> and the universe is uh, pretty big. <laughs> well, the the big, um, the big scientific hole in that in itself is it's it's the doctor who who theory where you know if he if he goes back in time in the same exact location on earth it's not going to be in the same exact location in space so it just so happened i guess that earth was in the same rotation when they came back there you go you know <laughs> so you you just have to you just have to chalk that up to a happy coincidence <laughs> It's plot oh, convenience. Come on, this show is full of plot convenience sometimes. So let's just check it out. Let's, sometimes, let's... yeah, you can't deny. Oh, it. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, not, that's why not. I got the grade that it did. Oh no, they had six episodes to tell a to tell a twenty-six episode story. Yeah. Oh yeah, this could have easily been been a full twenty-six. Oh, I, I kind of like twenty-six, that short, but I think 13, 13 would be good, mostly because of the the background characters. Like I said, Linda, Linda died out of nowhere, and you suddenly realize she was. She was always there, and she is actually kind of important to Jung. Uh, Smith dying, it would be very, very heartbroken if he was kind of developed, but no, they just decided to to make those kind of flares of love, and suddenly he becomes yeah. this main driven force for Noriko. And I didn't know why. Yeah, if, like, if, yeah, you, yeah, if the series was longer, we would have seen something along the lines of what Evangelion did with you get you actually do get the character backgrounds that that they deserve yeah um, but the problem is i have i tend to have issues with when you see something like a, a short story like this and then say well they could have made it make it longer they could have the only thing that always makes me scared about uh, would make me scared about that is i have a feel like making it longer doesn't necessarily mean it would be necessarily be better or that it would be used doing the right things so I don't know for what for my money I think that as a six it's fine as a six episode yes there are trade-offs yes there are things that could be expanded upon but I don't I don't necessarily think I don't think they are super like they are all that required to make Gunbuster good or make Gunbuster what Gunbuster is Gunbuster is really good even with these quote-unquote th like things that are lacking or things that could be done better but it's, that's again, that's tra that's like trade off and stuff. Uh, so yeah. Right. Well, it's like one of my problems with Noriko as a character is the fact that she seems to have a switch to be a badass mecha pilot, all of a mystical yeah. sudden. <laughs> it's like it's like she has an on off switch to her uh, to her hero mode. But I mean, in such a short amount of time, you you can kind of look past that because you just assume like, oh no, there's a ton of character motivation back there. We just never got to see it. Six episodes long. Right. And it's it's a so trade off I'm I was going to, what, to take. I think we're coming to the end here. Uh, we're approaching the two hour mark. I'm curious to what everyone gave the gave the show score wise. Uh, I gave it a nine on ten. I give it an eight I, out of ten. Yeah, I also gave it an eight out of ten. I also gave it an eight. So that's uh, that's that's high praise. Just for a, a, a six-episode OVA from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, Tori, you actually don't like mech shows. I do not like mech shows, generally. Um, now, granted, this was Unless one of my first. True. Uh, <laughs> Arno is the exception. You know, I do like Neon Genesis Evangelion, and I do like this one. Um, 
The thing is, though, like, I feel like uh, what probably stops it from being any better for me is the fact that, like, it took me a while. I, I mean, and I, as I was watching, I was talking to, uh, to uh, Joe, so uh, he will know this. But, like, when I was watching, the first three episodes were essentially where I wasn't interested in a lot of the stuff that was going on. I was like, I was mostly just being around making fun of the shows. While, and while the last three episodes and the climax does make up for it. But it is, it is one of those things where it's like, I feel like, of course, it's the three episodes, it's necessary. I'm not, I don't say they're thinking these things should have been cut out. But there is one of those things for me where they show stuff or they do things that I just, I'm not interested in. I like, I don't like watching them, like you said, watching them train with their robots. I don't care. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I don't like robots. I'm not a fan of robots. So uh, that, that, always, that will always impact my, my enjoyment when I watch something like this. Like, if I see, I'll, where a lot of people be like, but it's so good though. It has these really cool robots. I'm immediately turned off because I'm, I, I don't like robots. I don't care if they're cool. I, I really don't care about that. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. Hecky? Well, I'm also not a huge fan of robots, but when I started, it's not about the robots this time, it's about the characters, and especially Noriko. Uh, so I can get behind the mechas. I actually like a lot of uh, military stuff and engineering stuff. The mechas in the show, they aren't that good. <laughs> the designs are kind of wacky. Uh, but aside from that, I think it's a really great show. I don't see a problem recommending it to anyone. And I definitely gonna watch again next week actually. Cause I'm I'm actually really pumped to watch it again and like have uh get some tidbits that I lost in the process of watching it as quick as I could to participate in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe? Alright, so I gave the series a nine, mostly because Hideaki Anno is the master of making me a mark for every story he fucking does. Uh, <laughs> it seems that way, at least. Uh, I am not the hugest fan of robots, but I'm by no means not a fan. I do like Mecha. I like the science. I like that our character isn't a self-insert or some kind of Mary Sue or a gigantic just hot-blooded mecha pilot from the get-go. Granted, Gunbuster has some hot-blooded fight scenes. Some Something I didn't see mimicked again until I watched Gurren Lagann, and I mean, we all know how that series ends up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I like... I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. So I gave it a, I gave it a nine. <laughs> Excellent. Well, high praise from all of us. I can't wait to uh, try and get more people to watch this show. I've actually got a couple of my friends here in Toronto to, to borrow the DVD, and they, they absolutely like the show as well. One of them just can't stand the mech genre, and I go, just just give it a try. The worst is that you lost two hours. I actually think it's a very good introductory anime, just because of its, its length. It's... You know what? That's actually, a good, that's actually a very good point to make. If someone goes, and... oh, well, I don't want to watch it. Well, it's two hours, so sit down and stop crying. It's a movie. <laughs> but Joe is so enjoy, scientifically inaccurate. I mean, yeah. like, compared, compared to Die Buster, 
<laughs> it's so scientifically inaccurate. Uh, oh, you guys gosh. and your mispronunciation of the show, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's our that's our our talk over Gunbuster. High praise. Uh, I hope everyone really enjoyed everything we had spoken about prior. And if you have suggestions of any old anime you'd like us to to more or less just break apart because we we tried to break this apart but we it, it turned out to be more positive than negative and that's a long shot <laughs> we need to <laughs> find something that close. we disagree with yeah yeah we we yeah so i think for our next one we're gonna find something that we all disagree with <laughs> good and um it seems like we're going we pick a 70s show we pick an 80s show i think next one's gonna be a 90s show uh, we've already in. We're already in the works for episode ten to be the Evangelion special. Oh God, I'm gonna have my own <laughs> podcast. Great. You're called. Yeah. <laughs> in which, in which Joe gets gonna... to talk at us. <laughs> I like that you're already like counting that we're gonna go to ten. I don't know. I'm better. On, I'm better like five at max. <laughs> we got six hours oh, of bullshit man. to spew, and then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this was episode two of the Red Leaf Retrocast anime. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Vidme at Musenspiel. It'll be on there. And go check out the other two podcasts I mentioned earlier at the top of the show. Uh, Description will be in... Or the link will be in their their descriptions. In our description. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm all tongue-tied now. This is getting bad. I think it's time to call it a day. And I can't wait to see what we get to talk about next time. Everyone say your goodbyes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Till next time, I'm sure I'll be around. I hope I get to be on the next one as well. Peace. <laughs> I'll try my best to be here. I'll try. I really do. Bye. <laughs>